you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Friday, July 7. A lot of people are making a lot of money off disadvantage. That's the position of Uluru Dialogue co-chair Megan Davis. Speaking in The Australian today, she says Indigenous affairs is a huge industry that benefits when Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people stay on welfare. Ex-Defence Minister Linda Reynolds has threatened former staffer Brittany Higgins with legal action over an inflammatory social media post. Higgins claimed Reynolds continues to harass her through the media and in the parliament and said she's considering her legal options. Reynolds was Higgins's boss when she was allegedly raped inside Parliament House in 2019. Coming up later in the episode, she's been a permanent fixture of Australia's cultural landscape for a mind-boggling four decades. We look at how Tina Arena quietly did away with the big industry forces that catapulted her to global fame and why, at 55, she's going it alone on her new album. First up today, Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill is one of the government's most articulate and polished performers. But she's had one of those moments on Twitter. Geez, Donald Trump Jr. is a bit of a sore loser. His dad lost an election fair and square, but he says it was stolen. Why, you might ask, would a cabinet minister take to social media to attack the son of a past and possible future president? Now he's trying to blame the Australian government for his poor ticket sales and cancelled tour. Donald Trump Jr. has been given a visa to come to Australia. He didn't get cancelled. He's just a big baby who isn't very popular. That was Thursday morning. Within an hour, the Prime Minister's office had forced O'Neill to delete the tweets, an embarrassing backdown for anyone, but especially the minister in charge of Australia's giant border protection infrastructure. Trump Jr. is a political aspirant in his own right who, just like his dad, rails against cancel culture and the so-called political establishment. If you were trying to destroy America and everything that it stands for, would you do anything differently than what this administration is doing? Trump Jr. was due to be here over the weekend for a series of speeches about cancel culture. On Wednesday, his team announced the tour was postponed due to so-called unforeseen circumstances. In a statement, the organiser said, it seems America isn't the only country that makes it difficult for the Trumps. The tour was controversial with a Change.org petition and several commentators saying he should be denied a visa on character grounds because of his views about COVID-19 and the January 6 riots in America. Denying public figures a visa on character grounds is something Australia does very rarely. It's famously been applied in the past to Holocaust denier David Icke, whom Peter Dutton banned in 2019. But the government insists Trump Jr. was actually granted a visa on Wednesday, before the postponement was announced. Hence O'Neill's tweets. Trump Jr.'s visa was dealt with in the normal way. And like anyone else, he was entitled to come here The deferral of his travel is a matter for him. Trump says he's still coming at some point in the near future. O'Neill says he's welcome. And if it's true that he was struggling to sell tickets, 
Well, he's just had a burst of publicity money can't buy, thanks to the Minister for Home Affairs. Tina Arena might be four decades into an enviable music career, but there's no time like the present to try something new. That's after this short break. Access a world of true crime podcasts on CrimeX Plus, where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one had been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for CrimeX Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime. Early in 2020, catastrophic bushfires decimated homes. Landmarks were blanketed in grey ash and the air across the nation was thick with smoke in a season dubbed the Black Summer. One of the biggest fundraising efforts was a benefit called Firefight Australia. Acts like Alice Cooper, Queen, Olivia Newton-John and Daryl Braithwaite entertained a crowd of thousands over 10 hours at Sydney's ANZ Stadium. Also on the lineup was Australian music veteran Tina Arena. She belted out four beloved tunes in characteristic style, including crowd favourites Chains, Heaven Help My Heart, and a cover of the Divinal song Boys in Town. Arena's performance on that day was everything fans have come to expect from her. So it stands to reason that basically none knew of the personal turmoil going on behind the scenes. Her life was changing in a a fairly large way, both at a professional and personal level. Andrew McMillan is The Australian's music writer. Around that time, or a bit before appearing at Firefight Australia, Tina had elected to get rid of her management and she was between record label contracts and was toying with the idea of being an independent artist, as in not signed to a label for the first time in her 30-plus year career. And separate to that, her long-time relationship with the father of her child had ended as well. So she was in a period of transition and pretty fragile backstage. But as soon as she came out and started doing what she does best, which is performing, she was electric. The singer-songwriter's decision to break from the intricate music industry machinery that propelled her into pop music infamy is an intriguing one. Arena has released 12 albums and garnered the kind of rare cross-cultural and cross-generational appeal enjoyed by a select few artists. So why go it alone now? A couple of reasons. Primarily for creative control and to be fully in the driver's seat in terms of every aspect of her career. So previously she had worked with labels and with management who steer her in various directions, most of the time successfully, though occasionally into potholes, if we can use that metaphor. But a few years ago, she decided, you know what, I'm going to give it a go on my own. So kind of a ballsy move for someone so deep into her career, but one that she was excited by 
several years ago and maintains today. She's about to release her 13th album and her first as an independent artist. Tina Arena is releasing new music at the same time fellow Aussie pop icon Kylie Minogue is defying critics to be embraced by Gen Z. So can she expect to welcome a new generation of fans into the fold too? Interesting question and hard to say. I mean, no artist really knows how their record or their single is going to be released until it meets the market. So in in this case, three of the 11 songs have been released already and there's a few that people haven't heard. But um, having heard the album myself, I think it's really strong and there's a few ideas in there which could chime with both her current fans and with a younger generation. There's a song called Can't Say Anything. That's one that may surprise Tina's long-term listeners that she's decided to go that direction by talking directly about social issues in that way. But I don't know, maybe that'll be the next TikTok hit for her. Her 13th album and her first as an independent artist drops next Friday. It's called Love Saves. And Andrew says fans should expect to be pleasantly surprised by the icon's first solo outing. I've spent a bit of time with the album in the weeks ahead of meeting with Tina at her home in Melbourne. And I don't know her catalogue extensively. I definitely know the hits, but spending time with Love Saves as a whole body of work and knowing that it is largely autobiographical, I find it's a really engaging set of songs. There's one in particular that has (laughs) some of the most direct lyrics I've ever heard sung from her. I don't know if you can use expletive in this format, but it's so striking to hear this 55-year-old woman who has been a part of the Australian culture for most of her life to be singing on her 13th album, Fuck You, like directed at someone or something in her life. She's not you know, that explicit about who it's directed at. But that song is just really striking. And it's within this bustling pearl of a pop song that's got jaunty keyboard chords and this kind of battlefield imagery of swords and shields. And then to hear Tina Arena, this woman who has been part of our lives, to be hearing the singing so explicitly and so directly, and I guess in a very free manner at this point in her life and career, is really striking and memorable. So I've enjoyed listening to Love Saves and um, I think her longtime fans will find some surprises in there and some great songwriting and, of course, that wonderful weapon of a voice that we all know and love her for. Andrew was treated to an intimate performance of one of those new tracks at Arena's home in Melbourne. It's called Church. It's time to go to church. Andrew McMillan is a music writer with The Australian. You can read his feature on Tina Arena in the Weekend Australian magazine. Thanks for joining us on The Front. Our team is Claire Harvey, Leah Samaglou, Tiffany Dimack, Jasper Leek and me, Kristen Amiot. My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing 
In this series, I'll look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts.